Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. I am Katia Motinho, and in this podcast, I want to share with you my experience in single cell research. How? In the form of useful advices that you can use in the lab after each episode. Ready to learn? Let's start. Welcome to another Single Cell World podcast episode. Today is Monday, September 4th, and this is the first live episode of our podcast. How are you? I hope you had a great weekend and that everything is good on your side. The first thing I want to tell you today is why these live episodes. Because I want to interact more with you. Yes, I want to know more about you. Know, more, know what topics are more interested to you. If you have any questions, comments, well, what do you want? Because you are the most important part of this podcast. Yes, if you were not there listening to me, I will end up talking with the walls. Well, not doing this podcast. So thank you so much for being there listening to me. And something that I want to do right now is to explain how uh, you can participate in this space because as I told you what I want is to be for this to be interactive and if this is the first time you are using a space but it's very simple every time that you would like to say something ask questions comments add some information you must tap the microphone and talk feel free to do it as I mentioned the goal is for us to have an interactive conversation if there will be more live episodes yes there will How it will work from now on with the podcast. So today we have this live podcast on Twitter, on X. Next week will be a recorded one. In two weeks, we will have another live, but this time on LinkedIn. After a recorded episode and then again next week. Uh, so in uh, four weeks, yes, another live episode on Instagram. Don't worry that I will announce it on social media. If you would like to have a notification on your email, please go to the profile link and click there. You can drop your email and you will receive it. This live episode will be a short format, maximum 30 minutes. But again, it will always depend on you, the questions, if you have comments. I will try to keep it short. And What I will discuss in this live podcast are topics. Topics that you will tell me, okay, Katia, I'm interested in this and that. And how can I get this information? Again, through social media or some private messages. So feel free to contact me also through the email, singlecellworld at gmail.com. This is our email. So drop an email and tell me, okay, Katia, I'm interested in this topic and other. Today, the topic is spatial or spatial omics. Some even call it spatial biology. But this spatial biology is something big, okay? It's not only uh, about technology. So I rather prefer to call it spatial omics. And I will start with a comment or question that one researcher that I'm advising did. It was, um, it told me, Okay, Katia, didn't we have enough resolution work data with single cell technology? Really? Do we need spatial? <laughs> well, I must be honest. 
and say that I had the same feeling. When I thought that I already controlled single cell technology, nah, something new appeared, something that is even more complex. So yeah, this feeling, I think it will be the feeling for some of you. But why there was the need to develop special omics technology? In the ideal world, when we do single cell sequencing standard experiment, and here I'm talking about a single cell RNA-seq, single cell DNA-seq, in this case, what we must have uh, as input material is uh, epicells in suspension. Epicells means that we need to have live cells that are intact and in suspension in a liquid. This is kind of easy. If you have experience on single cell experiments, you already know this in first hand, that this is kind of easy if we are dealing with liquid samples, like for example, blood. We just have to do a cleanup, clean up our cells, and okay, we have our happy cells in suspension, and let's go to do the experiments. This gets complicated when we have solid tissues, because here, as we you understand, we need to disaggregate, dissociate the tissue to individualize the cells. And when we do this, there are two things that we will lose. And these are limitations of single cell technology. Uh, all the technologies independently, if it's single cell, if it's bulk, bulk technology or spatial, they have limitations. All the technology, they have limitations, but they have also advantages. Okay, so the, the, what we need always to know is what are the limitations? These limitations are a limitation for our project. But returning to the single cell technology limitations. So what we will lose when we are doing a single cell experiment? We will lose uh, some cells uh, because when we try to dissociate, well, when we dissociate the tissue, we will lose some cells because they will die. In a solid tissue, the cells are stick together. Let's imagine that we, we have two pieces of paper that are glued, okay? Stick it with a glue. If the glue is very strong uh, when, we do, when we do it, or if it's more less strong, okay? When we try to do it, like to separate these two pieces of paper, we will damage the paper. This is what happens with uh, some cells. Of course, this depends when we try to dissociate the tissue. And the way we do it, this means using different types of enzymes, for example, other kind of approaches. If enzymes are cold, they work in cold or they we need to put some high temperature. So all these, it will influence on the, um, on the damage or on the cell types that we will lose. And this here, I want to, to stop and uh, tell you something that is really, really important. And I'm always telling this, we need to invest time when we are planning a single cell experiment on sample preparation, sample optimization. And this is mm, super important always, but especially with solid tissues. We need to optimize the sample preparation or the tissue dissociation protocol that we are using in order to get the higher amount of viable cells at the end. But even doing the, the most perfect protocol, we will lose some cells because there are cells that we call sens more sensitive cells that these cells uh, will be lost, they will die. And this is already published. Uh, there are already proofs, scientific proofs that this happens. 
So this is one of the limitations of single cell technology, for especially for solid tissues. We need to dissociate and doing this, separating the cells, we will lose some cell types. Other thing that we will lose is the spatial contact is if our cells are lost. Imagine that after a tissue dissociation, we ask ourselves or our cell, an individualized cell, this question, where do you live? What are your neighbors? They will not know. They will be alone and say, I don't know, I don't know. This is what will happen. Since we are separating the cells from each other at the end of the single cell experiment, yes, we will have a lot of characteristics for each individual cell. And these gave us and give us a lot of resolution to understand what types of cells are constituting our tissue, uh, what is besides the cell type, the cell state, what types of cells are um, less differentiated, more differentiated. So we will get a lot of resolution with single cell experiment. Okay? We get a lot of understanding and we got and we will get in the future. But what we cannot get is the spatial information, the spatial context. And this is super important to understand the relation between the cells inside the tissue. So this is important to, to understand for us uh, how the cells work basically in community, the tissue. And this is why there was the need to be developed spatial technology. Basically, we want to do with spatial technology or the goal was to keep the tissue intact, to know what types of cells were constituting this. And most important, where were these cells, the cells that are interested for us, where are they localized in the tissue? Basically, because uh, if cell type A is next to cell type uh, what will happen? We know that these two different uh, cell types, they interact because they are neighbors. So this allows us more data to establish relation between cells, pathways, to know more about the tissues. And let me just check if there is some questions. No? Yeah. So I will continue. An area of research where this is essential or this was the one of the main areas of research where this technology, special technology was applied, was neurosciences. Most part of the work published about single cell, with single cell technology in neurosciences, it's done with nuclei. Why? Because it is almost impossible. I will not say impossible, nothing is impossible, but almost impossible, at least my experience, to dissociate the brain tissue and to get intact neurons. Okay? So it's really difficult because the cells, basically the membrane of the cytoplasm are very sensitive. There is a lot of connections between the neurons. And when we try to separate these cells from each other, the membrane, cytoplasmatic membrane, will break. And we will have, at the end of a single cell experiment, a lot of what we call noise. So the data will not be clear. And spatial uh, omics, spatial technology, was really important in these cases because, as I will explain after, we keep the tissue, the solid tissue in this case will be brain tissue, intact, okay? We need to have a section and we'll keep it intact. We don't need to do tissue dissociation. Mm, and 
now explain you a little bit what is this what is spatial technology so single cell technology we already know we have a tissue can be liquid and we have already cells in suspension or can be solid and we need to dissociate the tissue to get the cells in suspension what about spatial basically spatial we need a section of a tissue these we have a piece of tissue solid tissue we can also work with the liquid uh, tissues or uh, cells that are being uh, cultured, like cell culture. We can do that. But this is something for afterwards. I will explain because it's a little bit techni technically it's possible, but it's a little bit more complicated. So right now, the simple and the, the standard is we need to have a piece of tissue that we will um, basically cut uh, sectioning very very small uh, piece of tissue okay very thin like a, a layer let's say a thin layer of our tissue that we will place over a glass slide and uh, this type of tissue we can work with fresh tissues okay we can work with tissues that are already preserved and they can be preserved they can be snap frozen and be in OCT OCT is like a wax like is a material for us to have our tissue solid, solidified to be able after to do the, the section. Okay, So it can be, again, frozen. It can be also paraffin embedded. This is FFP, so embedded in paraffin. This is also possible. Right now, um, basically, um, there is technology for fresh or for paraffin embedded tissues. Okay. And what can we study with spatial? We can study um, RNA, uh, so spatial transcriptomics, DNA is also possible, proteins, or even metabolites. And how can we do this? So basically, I need you to imagine the glass slide. We have the section of tissue, very, very thin. And what we will do? There, we will be able to check RNA, as I mentioned, DNA, proteins, or even metabolite, metabolites. And how do we do this? So there are two main mm, types of methods. That is the spatial uh, technology that is based on imaging. This is basically a microscope or the one that is based on sequencing. And we will need a sequencer. This will be the topic that I will uh, cover over the next the following live podcast episode. Today, I just want you to have like a general idea about um, about spatial. So feel free now to, to place some questions if you have about spatial omics. Um, because yeah, today was just a small introduction. And as I mentioned, I want to keep it short to format the, this podcast. I will just wait a little bit if there are some questions. It can be, so the questions can be related with spatial or not, okay? Take advantage that I'm live and you can ask whatever you want. Okay, I think there is no questions today. That's it, it's okay. <laughs> so to finish, to finish, I want to, to remember you that next week, okay, next week, I will start an online course about single cell technology. This online course is uh, will give a general overview about everything about single cell technology. For example, what it is, what are the different single cell omics, 
um, what is the process when we are to plan a single cell experiment, what else it's in the course. So the different commercial uh, options that we have out there um, that is not only about single cell transcriptomics, that there is more things. And this course is an online course. There are recorded classes, but the difference is that once per week, I will meet with you. I will meet with you and for us to discuss opinions, ideas, doubts, uh, questions that can be related with different things, different topics, not only related with the course. So, yeah. If you are interested in doing doing this online course, you have this week to subscribe to join. Okay, and yeah, it's everything for today. Thank you so much. Uh, talk with you next week on another episode. Have a good week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new. Please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at Single Cell World or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode. <laughs>